This is Rob Tebbett for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted, as always, to be joined by Dave Coldwell. It's the morning after the night before. Anthony Joshua, still unified heavyweight champion of the world. Dave, how are you doing? I'm very good, thanks, mate. I'm all right. Not too bad. Good. What did you make of last night's boxing, Dave? The boxing as a whole or the, the main fight? We'll start from the top and work our way down. Let's start with the main event. Anthony Joshua, ninth round KO win over Kubrat Pulev. What did you make of his uh, his performance? Um, first, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the fight. Um, I liked what I said. Do you know what? I mean, you get stick. You get stick whatever. But I really like what I saw in terms of the evolution of what he's trying to do, the process of what he's, he's putting together and his team are putting together and the adaptation, the evolving of his style. He was so, you know, so much more active with that non-punching activity with, with the left hand. Um, he's, he's distracting, his positioning. You could see that he was more conscious about his lead foot positioning. Um, his upper body movement was better. His head movement, you know... It was better, and he's, he's improving as a fighter. And I did say that I wanted to see some sort of blend between his, you know, obviously he's a more aggressive old style that's exciting, and the boxing skills that they implemented for the Riz rematch. And it, you kind of had a little bit of a blend there. Um, and, and I enjoyed it. And, you know, he did really, really well. The third round, um, I mean, it was some onslaught, that was. And, and it's perfectly natural. People get offended if you say, oh, he looks a bit gassed. Ah, no, I'm not. You know, you any if it is a featherweight that opens his tank up, you know, and and I'm talking about power shots that goes relentless on an assault of power shots like that, then they're gonna feel. Oh, hang on a minute, I need to take a round off, or I need to be a little bit smarter. And that's what I felt. I felt as though the sharpness and and um, the spring in the legs, the step, um, and so the, the sharpness of the punching. He just dipped a little bit after that third round because he, he emptied a lot of, of, of uh, fuel in that round. I'm not saying he emptied his tank. I'm saying he depleted it quite a lot. So then he made a conscious decision, round four, I'm going to be smarter. I'm going to take my foot off the gas. I need to recoup for, for my second wind. Um, but that allowed Pulev to get some sort of momentum and come in, get into the fight a little bit. Um, and then once a fighter starts getting a little bit of confidence, especially as as he's had such a hellacious round and, and such a you know beating in that round, to then come back and then think, oh, okay, well that round, I didn't take any punishment. I feel good. He's gassed. He goes back to his corner. And his corner tell him, he's gassed. He's gassed. You're in the fight now. Keep the pressure on him, and he you will get to him. So it gives him that that confidence that would just probably just shattered the previous round to, to get back into fight and then just think, no matter what you do now, I know you're tired and, and I know that, you know, I can, I can wear you out. And so Pulev started, you know, having a little bit more success. And um, AJ, the thing about AJ is, he's learning on the job. And I don't, and, I, and again, I'm not being, I'm not knocking, but I don't think he's a natural fighter in the mm. terms of a boxing sense. I'm not saying on the street or whatever. I don't know his business about his brother about that sort of stuff. But I'm saying is he's not a, a natural sort of fighter in, in, in boxing terms where you see guys they get caught, they get caught in the, the nice and com they're comfortable getting caught and and they're comfortable 
wet in spots that aren't going their way. It just seems that whenever when when Joshua gets caught, I'm not saying it hurts him. I'm, 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 when he gets caught, or when you know Tank might be going a little bit, or he, yeah, if he has any slight concerns, you can always kind of like see it on an expression on his face. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He, he's not he's not a he's not a good bluffer, um, and he doesn't he doesn't hide the emotions. You know, if if, if somebody chats to him then he, he'll give it back if something you know if, if he gets caught and you, you see him he'll smile or he'll he'll, he'll he'll have a reaction out of it and so because he does things like that it doesn't necessarily mean that oh he's he, you know he's, he, the wheels are coming off but I said it I, I said in my tweet last night I said there's always an air of, of after that third round there was always an air of are the wheels going to come off is he going to gas if he don't get rid of him How's it in, and if Pulev can put it on him, how's it gonna, how's it gonna evolve this fight down the stretch? There is always that air of vulnerability, um, so it makes it it makes it more exciting to watch. But also, every time that he has that air of vulnerability, on him and he comes through it with a finishing like that, then you know he, he, he should, that's part of him. That's part of how he is because, like I said, some fighters, you know. You hit a Golovkin and it just bounces off him. He has no reactions. You know, it's Canelo said, you know, there are fighters like that that just carry on and, and, and they're not fussed when they have dips or, you know, nip and tuck rounds or anything like that. But it's almost like if if, if AJ has a round that where he's not completely in control, we all go, ooh, oh, what's happening here? Is, you know what I mean? And it, 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 we blow it up to you a little bit more, but that's just because he doesn't really mask it as well. But that's just experience. That's just learning on the job. And, and as and you know, he, yes, he was Olympic champion and all that sort of stuff. But he 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 got put into the bigger fights as a pro very quickly. Um, and so he's been learning on the job all the time. And so he's done a fantastic job learning on the job. At that you know that under the microscope with that you know the level of of opponents and things like that. Um. Learning from the Ruiz mistakes in the third round, he probably thought, okay, I'll, I rushed that one. I thought he was gone. I walked straight back into the fire and I got caught. I'll be a little bit smarter. So there are, there are different ways you can look at it. But I was impressed. I liked what I saw um, with the adjustments that they're making and how he's evolving as a fighter. And one thing that I've got to say is, as a man who's earned the money that he's made and who's been at the top for so long now, Olympics, world champion, blah, 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 blah. For him to still have that desire and that mentality to keep learning and add new age, I think it's commendable. I think it's brilliant. It tells you about his attitude. Anybody, not just him, anybody that's at that top level and keeps adding to the game rather than keeps doing what they're good at and just making sure that they're on top of it all the time, being fit, being in shape and everything. I'm talking about actually adding to a game, evolving his style. That's 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 pretty good. Takes a lot of you know. I've worked with fighters and I've and I've seen fighters you know for years, where they're good, uh, and they're good at a, a certain thing. But there's a couple of things that you think, well, if they could improve on, or if they added to the game, and they don't want to because they feel, well, I keep winning. I'm, I'm, I've got a great career. You know, I've cracked it. I've done this. I've done that. I'm happy where I'm at. And they stay at that sort of level. But you look at somebody like AJ. Like I said, you talk about money all the time. You know, and hunger and desire. This guy's got money coming out of his ears, and and he's still working hard to improve. So that's set me out of twenty for that. 
uh, picking it straight back up there. Inevitably, after the fight, the um, the question turned to Tyson Fury, uh, undisputed heavyweight title fight. Anything that you saw last night make you change your mind on how you think that fight would go? It makes it an even better fight for me, what I saw last night, because I'm seeing, like I said, evolution of, of Anthony Joshua. I'm seeing him adding things to it. Um, so it becomes more of a puzzle, more of a problem for, for anybody he's in there with, including Fury. Um, he's got that, still got that speed. He's still got that power to, to hurt any heavyweight. Um, but it, it's very difficult because Fury's a completely different opponent to what a Pulev is, to what a Ruiz is. Do you understand? It, so the successes that you have against a Pulev doesn't necessarily mean that you can have those same successes against a Tyson Fury. Um, so it makes it difficult to, to, to say, yes, this will work against him. And because the other thing is as well, is while AJ is trying to, trying to get these little breaks, little breathers, resetting patterns and things, Fury's a big imposing figure. And Fury can still be out of range and uses his, his reach and his, his long arms. And he's accustomed to doing, to doing all that sort of stuff. It's new, it's natural to him. It's not going to burn any more energy. It's not going to burn any more um, uh, uh, brain energy. Um, so he can put him under pressure and make him carry on working while he's, you know, when he's not punching and when he's trying to get a, get a breather. So how does that affect Joshua? Um, I still say the same thing. If it's a boxing match, I think I think Fury wins the fight. If AJ can drag it into a, a, a bit of a shootout, then I get I give him the chance of, of of knocking Fury out because Fury's not invincible. Is you know he's a fighter that's been down before. Yes, he's got up, but he's been down. If you've been down and it's heavyweight boxing, anyone can get put out. So there is no foregone conclusion, and there are so many different elements. But I've got to say that that this is a style that, like I said. Joshua is learning on the job. He's still adding everything. He's adding these pieces to himself. And for me, he needs to keep. He's needed to to add this to his game to have more of a chance of being the number one. And the more he can add to it and be comfortable and be able to do it in in fight simulation situation against somebody that's as physically imposing, he's taller, he's longer, he'll be heavier than than Joshua. He's got to deal with all that as well as the speed of, of Fury, as well as the boxing brain of Fury. And, and Fury is a master at taking away what you're good at. And also, he's a master at getting into your brain. And, and I worry for, for Joshua that it, it, people... I'm not saying that it, it makes him lose his game plan or anything like that, but even little things where when, when somebody like Pulev's talking to him in the ring. You could see Joshua. And I'm not saying that, oh, yeah, that derailed him. But that breaks your concentration. And if that can break concentration and you have to be 100% on it mentally and concentrate on it in that fight with Fury, because there's going to be so much going off. There's going to be so much twitching. There's going to be so many, uh, so many feints going off, you know, so many little touches. And there's going to be so much going off. And Fury's going to be giving it that and going into his mindset as well. It's a tough, tough fight. It's a very, very tough, tough fight. And, and like I said, it's not a fight that I'm confident in predicting a winner either way. But I would, I would still like to say that, that for me, Joshua's improving fantastically. He really is. But 
does he does he be, is he be able to pull it off against that kind of opponent? I don't know because I've seen him. I've seen this evolution against Ruiz, who's shorter and and not the fastest, and Pulev, who all right was taller, six foot four, but still shorter than AJ, still short short reach than AJ, but again not the fastest. You're talking about different styles that I've seen this new style of AJ going against compared to the style that he has to do it against Fury. That is a big question mark. That is something I've not seen, so I can't say yes, that will work against uh, you know this. He, he has the tools in his arsenal to to to, to pull it up against Fury. Um, final one before we move on. Paco Valcarcel, WBO um, president, he came out last night and said, "Hey, listen, remember the WBO has to be observed next. Alexander Usyk versus Anthony Joshua. To me, that's a very very interesting matchup. What do you think?" Yeah, I think it's a really good good matchup. It's it's, and again, Joshua's improving. If if you were talking about the the older Joshua before, there's a lot more going off. Then then I thought you know Usyk gives him a lot of problems. Usyk, Usyk you know Usyk's got to be wary of the power, but boxing ability wise, uh, I would say that Usyk's the, the the better boxer. But Usyk at heavyweight, I've said before, he doesn't seem to be doing the same things as he did at cruiserweight. I don't know if that's the added weight or what. But if you watch Usyk in, in the Super Series, you watch him throughout his career at cruiserweight, and you watch the two fighters at heavyweight, there are elements of his of his um, setup, setup uh, positioning, um, uh, distractions, feints, twitches. The the whole puzzle that is Alexander Usyk at cruiserweight, there's elements of that that are taken away that aren't there at heavyweight. And that makes it easier for people to get to and and, and he's easier to read. I'm not saying he's easy, but he's easier. Um, so right now, I don't think he's as good at heavyweight as what he was at cruiserweight. So I don't know. But that's a great fight. That's a really good fight. You know, it's a fight I'd, I'd be interested to see. I would love to see, yes. But I want to see the Fury fight first. I want to see that fight. So I get what Paco's doing because he's got to look after his, his, his champion. Um, but this is the, you know, this is the, the, it's a difficult one because if you're Usyk, you want your crack. And if you're team Usyk, you want your crack. So if I'm Usyk's manager or, or, or anything to do, I'm like, no, we deserve that crack next. We want that fight. But if you're the rest of the world, especially in Britain, <laughs> the rest of Britain, uh, British people, you want, you want the Fury fight. That, that's, that's what it is. And, and, Said to say, go on, do you well to get another fight, you know, in between? Let these two fight and get the undisputed and, and see who's the number one, and you get the winner. What is it, six months? Go on, you've, you, you've waited all this time. You can wait a little bit longer. It's not like you've waited, you know, extraordinary amounts. I'm pretty sure there'll be um, quite a sizable step aside for you if he was to entertain Yeah, that yeah idea. definitely. And, and, and also, what I've got to say as well, this where, you know, yes, he did what he did at Cruiserweight, has he had the two wins at heavyweight that suggests you demand and you deserve to get your crack straight away? Do you, you demand, you know, uh, Uri B, uh, Chaz Witherspoon and, and Derek Chisora, those two wins in the division, does that say to you that, that, that you, you should have your crack above absolutely anybody else? Your, you know, I get what he did at Cruiserweight, but the heavyweight division is a completely different thing. You know, he, he you've you've seen the wins that Dylan White's got on his record. You've seen the wins that that Fury got on his record. You know, by beating 
Klitschko, you look at what um, AJ's got on his record with guys that he's beaten. Fury and AJ, they need to face off. They need to face off and prove who's who's the number one. You know, Usyk's not done anything at, at heavyweight to say that he deserves his crack at the WBO title more than more than Fury deserves a crack at the undisputed or more than AJ deserves a crack at the undisputed. Well, we look forward to seeing how that plans out. I'm actually due to speak to Mr. Krasiuk today. So um, hopefully we get a little bit more of an insight as to what's going to be going on next from Team Usyk. Uh, moving on, quick touch upon the undercard. Lawrence Okoli returned to the ring, not for the WBO title, unfortunately, but looked very good in dispatching of Nikodem Jezuski in two rounds. Yeah, and listen, do you know what? There, when you post, post something on Twitter, people jump all and like to dissect it. I said, forget the opponent. And then I'm talking about Akoli's performance, what I see in Akoli, right? I'm not, listen, we all know that opponent was a last minute substitute. Fucking not good enough, not what you want. But what can you do when, when, when you know, a fight's fallen through for a world title last minute in the situation that we're in with, with COVID and everything? It's very, very difficult, mm. right? So number one, he did well to stay on, on, on the show. But, I wasn't talking about the opponent. So when I say forget the opponent, it means what I'm saying next isn't in any relation to who he's in against. I'm talking about what Akoli is doing himself. Do I think Akoli shown improvement in comparison to what he's done in previous fights against same sort of level opponents? Yeah, I do. I think you could see so much more improvement. And if you can't, then really you look at boxing completely different to how I look at it. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's wrong, but it's different. So, don't jump all over me because of the first line that I say on that I forget the opponent. Yes, I will forget the opponent because I'm I'm talking about Lawrence O'Coley's development because I'm looking at Lawrence O'Coley fighting for world titles next because that's what they're talking about. So you have to look at the development. And in the time that he's been with Shane McGuigan, do I see that Shane's added to his game and improved his game? Yeah. Yeah. Does does that stay together when he's under pressure and he, and he you know he's in a he's in a dog fight? I don't know yet because we haven't seen it. But to say the fighter's got to get past that reach, he's got to get past that reach and that, that that power because it's one thing getting past the reach and looking at slipping and bobbing, and getting into in, getting into range past the long levers that Cole's got. But then when you get nailed with that shot, it steadies you up. It makes you think, whoa, I, I can't get past that. I've got to be careful getting past that because I'm walking straight into something powerful. And that's the difference between when somebody's long arms, height and reach are over you and can't punch and somebody that's got that advantage over you and can punch. That makes them so difficult to beat. So when you're talking about him against the other world champions, does he have the power to beat those world champions? I think he's, he's definitely got the power. I think he's genuinely got world-class punching power. He's one of, you know, if he was American or, or from, you know, from, from Ukraine or, or he's a block somewhere, you know, we'd all be raving about what a monster puncher is and, oh, he's going to wipe everybody out and this, this, this. But because he's British and he's got this serious power, we, we like to then say, yeah, but he's... He likes old. He likes this. He like, I didn't see any old in last night. I, I, I think she, I think he's cleaned him up. He looked more assured in the ring. 
his, his stance was better, his, his positioning was better, the way he was delivering his shots were better. People say, oh, he can deliver his shots like against him. No, I'm talking about his technique on delivery. You can fight, you can have a bag in front of you and you can look shit on the bag because of the way that you're delivering your punches. Yes, you can punch, but you look shit on the bag, right? So it's the same as if you look, if, if you're fighting a, a guy that's just a punch bag, right? So, but I'm talking about your delivery, about your technique on how you're punching. The way he's throwing the right hand, the way he's throwing, the, you know, the right hand to the body was beautiful, mm-hmm. you know? The way that he's throwing his jab now, I, I don't know if I'm seeing things, but I can see a lot of improvement in, in what he's doing. Now, I'm not an Akoli fanboy. I've not, I'm not, Akoli is not somebody that I, I've ever enjoyed watching box because we've seen his fights where, where it can either be explosive or it can be boring. And it's like, so I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying it because, oh, I, I think he's great. I'm saying it because I can see a big improvement. And so that's off to, to McGuigan, that's off to Akoli for work they've done because there's a massive improvement there. And yes, we need to see him against a better opponent, but we've seen before where, so, uh, Lomachenko against uh, Lopez. Lomachenko is a fantastic fighter, a great, great fighter. But he couldn't get near Lopez because of what Lopez was doing. And whenever he did, because he felt the power of Lopez, it made him wary about trying to come in. So do you understand what I'm saying about where it's all right saying Breedis or Breedis will walk straight through him or what? Nobody's going to walk straight through him if they get tagged. They're going to have to think their way through him. Now then, if they're good enough to get through him, then fair enough. I'm not saying they're not going to. I'm not saying he's unbeatable. What I'm saying is, is that that gives him a massive advantage because he has the height, he has the reach, and he has that power. It makes him very, very difficult to beat. Elsewhere on the card, saw a couple of other heavyweight fights. We saw Huey Fury channel the spirit of the late Joe Frazier with a, a rough and rugged performance against Marius Vac. I didn't expect that performance from Huey Fury. It was a bit of a surprise to me. What did you think? Um, I think, to be honest, uh, Huey gets a lot of stick if he boxes. And we've heard, you know, people saying about how he should be more aggressive. He should, you know, he, he needs to put it on him a little bit. He's, he's fought a very, very high level for such a young young man. Um, so he's another one learning on the job, learning about himself from the job. He just seems more confident in himself these days. Um, and against Marius Back, you know that, that he's not going to be as fast as Huey. So... I felt that he wanted to go out there and, and be aggressive and, and beat the man up um, in his manner, in his way. Uh, and he did do that. And, he, and, and I felt so sorry for him because he, he, he does that, he's more aggressive, and then he picks up a nasty cut. And so then he has to be smarter because you, you're, not, you're not just talking about... Kerry Kays did a fantastic job on the cut. Fantastic job. But you're not just talking about that fight. You're talking about his career going forward. Does he make it worse by carrying on doing what he's doing? No, he's got to be smart. He's got to he's got to box his way to to the win. So I, I felt sorry for him in, in that respect. But um, a good performance. Um, he you know he, he he handled the cup very very well. Uh, he got his boxing together very very well. But it's one of those, isn't it? it? It's where he boxes on the back foot and he looks to box and win on points. And everybody says he's boring. It's this. You need to be this. You need to be that. You need to be more aggressive. And then he was aggressive, aggressive last night. And then they're saying, oh, he needs a box. He, he, he shouldn't be doing that. You know, he, um, he being reckless, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, fucking hell, you cannot win. And this is the thing. is It's same with AJ, same with, with Fury Fury, same with the Coley, same with whoever it is. You know, I, I'll say it to, to my lads. You know, um, you go out there and you put on a good boxing display and you box and you box well and you win the fight. And then people say, not good enough. 
you need to knock them out. You need to, you need to go in there and be exciting, be entertaining. You go in there to be exciting, to be entertaining, and you start start throwing bombs and you get caught because you're in that fire, you're in that mode, and you know, you're in that range, and then people say you're reckless. People say, Oh, you've got no defense. You're never gonna win, and you're never gonna please commentators, you're never gonna please fans, all of them. So what you have to do is keep winning. Keep winning. That do what do, box to your strengths. Do what works for you. Keep the job, keep the job going, and then eventually you get your title shot. And then your dreams come true. And ultimately, we will always move on to, because it's not our careers, we will always move on to the next fighter to follow, the next fighter to be a fanboy of, the next fighter to criticise. We will always move on to the next one when your career's all done. Did you achieve what you wanted to do out of your career? Did you give it your best? Did you work to your strengths? Or did you not because you tried to please everybody else? Did you try to please the fans? Did you try to please your promoter? Did you try to please TV? What, what, how, how far have you got and did you do it for you? Ultimately, boxing is very, very, it's a very, very thin, fine line between success and failure sometimes. And like I said, you know, it, it frustrates me sometimes because um, you, you, you'll get certain fighters that, get, you know, oh, he can't punch, he can't punch, he can't punch, but he's winning every fight and he's putting on a great display. Yeah, but he can't punch, can't punch, can't punch. But then you get fighters that can punch and they're getting it with every shot. And it's like, well, they don't talk about them being used to it. A boxer gets it a couple of times in a round. Oh, yeah, you know, he needs to tighten up his defense and this, 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 blah, blah. But a fighter is walking forward and he's looking for big pot, he's getting punched, getting punched, getting punched. People aren't talking about that. You know, you've, you've got to kind of like do what works for you. And whatever works for you, that's, that's, that's your best shot of becoming successful in this sport. Yeah, and I think it's um it's worth pointing out that it's kind of in a similar, not not identical mould, but uh, to what we were talking about of Anthony Joshua and Huey Fury is last night. I mean, I put out a tweet saying I don't think I'd ever ever expected to see a Huey Fury fight like that, but it does show that he's also you know looking at potentially a different style and working on a different way to do things. So that should always be encouraging, always a good thing for a fighter. Um, moving on. Sergei Kuzmin, Martin Bacoli. Good win for Martin Bacoli in the end. Fight never really caught fire, but still a good win for Martin Bacoli nonetheless. No, uh, I think second round or something like that, they started opening up mm. and, and I was like, whoa, this is getting good. And then it just fizzled out again. Um, good good performance from Bacoli. Like you said, it's a good win. Um, but it, it, it wasn't, you know... It, it wasn't a great fight to watch, you know, from, from my perspective, sat on sofa at home. Um, but uh, a good yeah, good performance. And it's a, like I said, Cousins, a good, you know, he's, he's, he's a high-ranked, good fighter. It's a very good win for, for Bacoli. I'd like to see, like, um, Bacoli in with your... your um, Bacoli against Joyce. That'd be a good fight. That'd be a good fight, you know? Good build-up as well. Sam Jones versus Billy Nelson. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, of course, yeah. Um, but but Bacoli's got some chin on him, you know. Mm. He's he's really got some chin on him, and and uh, I always hear good things about him in the gym and sparring, things like that. He's a very very you know very very tough man, very very strong man. And like you saw last night, doesn't stop throwing punches. So you know, something like him against Joyce would be would be brilliant to watch. To be honest. What about the Michael Hunter rematch? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Like, that that'd be interesting because obviously I think. 
Um, if I remember rightly, Bacoli injured his shoulder or something. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he was. What, he what was, was losing it wasn't after, was fight it? At that at that point, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, I think nine or nine rounds down, or well, yeah. Hunter was Hunter was ahead in the fight. He dislocated his shoulder and then went out. And right, that's it. Stopped him. So so yeah, um, I'd like to see that. It'd be interesting to see what he's learned from that defeat. Um, and obviously, I, I like I like Michael Hunter. I just Michael Hunter just needs to get a fight. So yeah, Hunter against Bacoli or. You know, whatever. Just want to touch upon um, the fight that kicked off the pay per view, Bill uh, Florian Marku against Jamie Stewart. Um, interesting one. I think Jamie Stewart certainly bucks very, very well, but a lot of people, myself included, to be fair, felt that Florian Marku may be a touch hard done by by the scorecards. What did you think? Uh, I can't really comment on that. I flicked in and out of that one, to be honest, um, because uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't sit down and watch and watch the whole. I, I watched around. Switched, switched over, watched them around, or switched over, just flicking in between um, that and Man United match, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you didn't bet on the draw. <laughs> no, fucking hell. That was shit. That was dog shit. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, I, 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 I can't really comment on that. What I did see, I, what I did see is that Marco does, Marco gets it a lot. You know, if you can, you can talk again, again, because he punches so hard and things like that, raving about him. He's very, very limited and he does get hit a lot. And, you know, he calling out all, all everybody, you know, everybody and anybody. I've, I've got a welterweight that fight him and, and, and that's, that's, you know, that'd be a good fight. But, um, yeah, he's he's not he's not a superstar yet. He needs a lot a lot of work. But he's you know he he's only in, he's only a novice. But that's how he should be packaged and seen as not somebody that's willing to fight everybody. And I'm you know he will be willing to fight everybody because he's 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 that kind of guy. You know I like him as a character. He's that kind of guy. But I think I think um, uh, Sam Jones needs to uh, just just relax a little bit and let him develop and and pick the right fights for him because. Um, He's, he's not ready for a lot of those guys out there. You know, when I, I mean, I'm like talking about it, like Congos and people like that. Mate, you're not ready for that that sort of jump yet. Not yet, not yet. But like I said, I can't comment on the result because I, I literally, I, what was it? It was eight, eight rounds, weren't it? I, I probably watched about four of them. I, 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 I literally half an hour. Okay, well, before I let you go, I might as well touch upon the other fight, the final fight on the card, uh, Kieran Conway versus the maddest man in Manchester, Macaulay McGowan. Um, good performance from, from Kieran Conway. In a, you know, a fairly, in the end, one-sided fight. Yeah, yeah, good performance. Um, I mean, that, McGowan, how tough is he? Mm. You know, he's he, he, a, bit, a bit too tough. Um, I don't think that's you know I don't know much about the kid, but I don't think that's his his natural weight no, division or, his, or, or yeah I don't think that's his his, his optimum weight weight division. Um, and when obviously fighters grow out of the weight divisions and and, and through, you know through thickening out through getting older whatever and just being too big for divisions, but when you look at his conditioning and you look at what he looks like at that at, at the weight last night, you can just see that. You know, he was literally just banking on being tough, um, which it comes to a point where you just think, well, let's you know, let's let's be smarter than than tougher. Um, gave it everything. Uh, great character, but 
yeah, I'd like to see him go back down to to welterweight and fight for him. Arkell. we saw all that beef in in the bubble, so that's that's the fight, isn't it? That's the fight. But yeah, go back down to the weight division. Kieran Conway, yeah, good performance. Um, did what he had to do. Um, but yeah. Okay, Dave. Well, thanks as always for your time on this lovely Sunday morning. Before I let you go, I'm going to ask everybody this question just before I wrap it up. AJ Fury, who wins and why? Oh, we're talking about that. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I want a prediction, I though. I don't, want, I don't want a breakdown. I want a prediction. Uh, based on performances so far, I would have to say right now, not saying they're going to improve at all going forward because that's the thing they're still improving so not not saying that they're going to improve let's say based on what i've seen so far i'd have to say fury right now okay well thank you for not sitting on the fence let's see if everybody else is as willing as you to go out and put their neck on the line uh dave caldwell always a pleasure uh thanks very much for speaking to boxing social on this lovely sunday um and i'm sure i will catch up with you soon cheers mate see you soon. cheers dave <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.